Welcome to my podcast, Today's Dream, Tomorrow's Reality. My name is Vicki Poole. I'm a life coach, health coach, and hypnotist at the Enlightened Peach. And this podcast is all about embracing our mosaic life. And some of you may ask, what is a mosaic life? Well, it's recognizing that all the pieces of our life, the good, the bad, the indifferent, have all come together to make us who we are. Change any one thing and we are different. With that in mind, I invite you to embrace your perceived imperfections and celebrate who you are. This podcast is unedited and raw, just like life. I am your host. And as a matter of fact, I have a special guest with me today and you'll meet her in just a moment. But if you have any ahas or questions, please leave a comment or a voice message and remember to like, subscribe and share. So now let's get started. So I want to make sure I'm going to look at my notes because I want to make sure I get this right. It's Allah Esther Levy, right? Levy. That's Levy, Levy, Levy. You know, it depends on if you're from the South or not. Exactly. Um, potato, potato. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right. And you're in Florida, right? Am I remembering yes. correctly? Okay, yes. perfect. And so I'll be calling you Esther. And um, so I'm super excited to have you here because, well, for a lot of different reasons, but you were actually um, reached out to me because I had um, a friend of yours had been on my podcast. And um, so um, did you freeze or uh, I think you're frozen. It may be on my side. I don't know if it's on my side or your side. Are you there? So I don't know. Let's see. Are you there? Okay, I can't hear you. How about now? Is that now I can hear you. So okay. I don't know if it was me or if it was you, but one of you were frozen. So okay. <laughs> I might have been frozen to you. I have no idea. But anyway, that, that's was, the price we pay for this technology now. That that's right. That's right. I don't know how it's going to show up, but you know, it's all good. Um, so like I said, it's unedited and raw, so we won't even be deleting that part out. It'll be there for all of its glory. Um, but I had, was just saying that, um, you had reached out to me because George, one of your friends had been on my podcast. And so I'm so glad that you did because we've had a conversation previously to this and, um, it was just amazing to connect with you. So I'm really, really glad to be able to share you and your expertise here. Um, you. But um, you um, you want to tell a little bit about what you do. And then um, after that, we can have Tom come over and you can explain who he is and everything. So I'm super excited about all this. Wonderful. Okay. Well, Tom will speak for himself. Because <laughs> he's a grown ass man. All right. I love <laughs> right. it. I love it. And, uh, and he is amazing. And that's why we are together because I only choose the best. That's right. And, uh, and that is why I'm with on your podcast today, because uh, I saw your podcast with George, and I was really blown away with both of you. Um, I loved your accent. And I loved the fact that George, um, you know, stepped out of his comfort zone and was now doing this uh, podcasting thing. And he's he's really great. So, um, so what do I do? So I, um, I in partnership with Tom, who is my partner, uh, both in life and in business, 
Uh, we run a balance center. It's called Florida Balance Centers, Acupuncture Integrative Medicine. And we specialize in vestibular balance therapy. And for those people that don't know what that is, it's vertigo, balance, dizziness, pain management issues. And so um, we basically just help people, you know, we treat and we help people recover from these inner ear conditions. Uh, on the acupuncture side, we deal with all kinds of things from pain management to um, anxiety to uh, you know weight loss to um, fertility, anything that um, you can pretty much think of. Acupuncture is amazing. There's no there's no wonder why they've been doing it for I think about five thousand years. Mm -hmm. uh, so you know it's a really beautiful and powerful modality. And so we do a very holistic approach here. The approach we take is for the balance side is uh, functional movement, nutrition, acupuncture, emotional health, because all those things wrap into one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, before I forget, my title is emotional intelligence specialist and minister of spiritual healing. And so I coined the phrase uh, recognize and manage your level of crazy with EQ. And it's basically just to say, hey, let's become more self-aware and self-managed, all right. right, so that we can create our best life. And so um, that's what that's about. And so we, we take a very holistic approach here. And then on the acupuncture side, same pretty much, same pretty much thing is that we, um, you know, we, we talk to people about what's going on, we do a consultation, and then, you know, Tom will give them the treatment, but we always talk about nutrition. We always talk about emotional health. And those are all the things that are very, very important when we are dealing with these kinds of conditions, because both pain management and balance issues, vertigo, uh, you know, dizziness, all that stuff, mm -hmm. it's all, you know, it's all come back down to, um, you know, your nutrition, your, your, your movements, your emotional health, all of that is connected. Right. Well, and you know, so not to interrupt, but I guess I am interrupting. But <laughs> anyway, the thing that I think is beautiful about this is that a lot of, you know, just Western medicine, it's all about you put a Band-Aid over something. You know, if something's going on with somebody, they don't try to figure out why it's happening in a holistic way of taking care of it. They just throw you some pills at you, you know, and, um, and they just send you on your way, which the pills end up causing something else that they have to go and have taken care of. So it's like this um, domino effect that that has. And um, so I will say I'm one of those people, I don't really like to take medicine. Um, because most of the time, the side effects that they list on these medicines, it's like, holy shit, I don't have this skin rash anymore, but I'm going to die, you know, <laughs> or I'll have diarrhea for the rest of my life. You know, there's, there's, you know, the, I think I'd rather have the skin rash, you know, it's just mind boggling the, the things that are prevalent out there. And so many people, I think it's a lot more, I mean, you, you could probably answer to this a lot quicker than I can, because I'm not in that profession, so to speak. I'm a coach, you know, um, but it seems like now people are beginning to start looking at things a little bit more holistically, or maybe it's just that there's a few more people that are 
really get gravitating toward the holistic health instead of just immediately believing every little thing that somebody in a white coat tells them. Do you find that to be true? I do. I do. And it's a beautiful thing. A lot of our patients are um, traditionally, a lot of our patients are elderly. Uh, now in the past, I would say five years and, and, and present, we've had a lot of younger patients. So the democratic, the, the demographic is changing. Uh, and so because the nature of the world, the environment, the toxins, everything has become so bad that more and more people are getting uh, intoxicated. They're, they're toxic. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, without proper education and without really uh, the knowledge that unfortunately only a few, I would say in a slew of a huge picture, only a small fraction are those warriors like us that are really about the truth and, you know, the holistic way, the alternative way. Mm -hmm. And um, our mentor, I wouldn't, we've never met him. So we don't know him personally, but this is a gentleman that is amazing. Medical medium, Anthony Williams. Oh, I watch him. I love him. I actually have one of his books. Amazing. So as yeah. you can see, we have his books up there. Oh, yes. yeah. That's, that's his books up there. And we, we carry his books. We sell his books. I, I watch um, him on YouTube. Yes. We educate our patients about him. Um, basically everything we do here is based on his, his information. His protocol. Um, in terms of, yeah. In terms I of didn't even know that, but yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. In terms of the, you know, the nutritional guidelines that we talk about, we have little posters made up in the, you know, in the gym and, um, we give our patients like little, little pamphlets to take with them when they come in for their first appointment. So we, we really, um, uh, what's the word? We, we give them the ammunition mm -hmm. to go out into the world and really create great change. And I will tell you that, uh, not to veer off your question, but because it's, it's in there, what I'm answering right now is that the patients that come to our clinic, I do believe in energy. I'm a spiritual girl. So is Tom. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that the patients that come to our clinic are people that are ready. They are ready for the change. They are ready to go to that next level. And by the time they get here, they are, you know, I would say 75% ready to go. Uh, the 30%, you know, they get here and then they're like, oh, I got to do what? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Some people but, think it's too hard, right? Yeah. And so, you know, it's a little bit of a struggle. However, however, they resisted a little bit, but then they pushed through it. And when they pushed through it, oh my God, like, they are so proud. They are so proud because they've really achieved a certain level of transformation that they would have never gotten if they weren't on this on the road to, to seeking the truth. So even if they got here by accident, right? Mm -hmm. Which I don't believe in. Yeah, I don't believe in that either. <laughs> we don't believe in accidents. Um, so they get here and they realize, whoa. And so they're resisting it on that like that on that conscious level, but on the unconscious level, their soul brought us, brought them here. Yeah. So they just got to like, not listen to the little voice in the head. I call it the challenger, uh, you know, cause I'm writing a book and these are all the terms that are in the book. Uh, and so the challenger, you know, like telling them, no, no, this is not what I want. It's what you want. You got here, you're here. 
Um, it's tough as, you know, it's gonna be hard. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Um, but when they've crossed that bridge, um, they do amazing mm -hmm. and they're so proud and we're so proud. And so um, I do, and, and so to answer your question, yes, more and more people are seeking this out and with the power of medical medium, he's amazing. He's such a force to be reckoned with. I love him. Um, and so he's creating amazing change. I mean, uh, we've even seen, we've even heard that um, medical books are being changed because of the information that he's putting out into the world. Yeah, because so it's very, very different. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I've so been blown away by him. Yeah, he's extraordinary. And there are more people like him in the world. And unfortunately at the moment, I, you know, I don't know the name specifically, but I, those people, I want to honor them as well. And they are warriors of the light. And I, I truly bless those people because it takes courage and it takes persistence and determination. And it, it, and you have to, you have to lead by example. Like we have to lead by example. So sometimes we do cheat. We're not Puritans by any means. You're human. We're human, but, uh, but we're self-limited, you know, we know that if we jerk around, you know, and we don't eat right. We get in trouble. Our body's like, Hey, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, well, I'll have, I have to share real quick. I, I used to go to this guy. He was a great chiropractor. I loved him. He did kinesiology. He did so many things and I loved the work he did. And I drove up one day early for my appointment and he was standing outside having a cigarette and I thought, Oh, and I believed in him so much. And it was like, it just kind of just sucked all of the belief out of it. You know, I don't know that just, I know that probably sounds kind of crazy, but cause I know we're all human. Some people have addictions to certain things and everything, but it almost felt like, how can you be telling me how to be healthier when you're out here doing this, you know, and you know, I'm a health and life coach, but I don't ever profess to be perfect. And, you know, and I've, uh, when I started, I was very, very heavy. And even though I'm still in a place where, you know, I could stand to, to release about 20, 25 pounds. Um, mm -hmm. But it used to, it was like 75 pounds. It was, it's been up to 85 pounds. And so it's been a journey for me. And I think, you know, when we begin on these kinds of journeys, we're, we're just changing a little bit at a time and we're helping our clients do the same. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah you know, it's hard. It's hard to be, you know, it's hard to lead by example um, and be a human in today's, especially in today's world, um, because you do want to set a good example. And that's why we're very straight up with our parent, uh, patients. You know, we tell them, look, we're not Puritans. We, we gather a bunch of products that we use so that we can tell them, okay, when you go to this store, buy this, when you go here, buy that. So oh, we, we're, we're very, we're, we're always picking up uh, good products to offer to our patients. Um, but we are definitely not Puritans. And we tell them, we say, look, like a couple of times, like I was sick, you know, and I was like having upset. My stomach was upset and people would be, you know, uh, I was able to work, but I was just, you know, my stomach was really hurting and I would have to tell them, well, I goofed off. <laughs> That's what happened. You know, <laughs> That's what happened. They're like, and so they see we're human. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, I, I think on some level, I guess there has to be a certain level of like, 
you know, what do you, what do you really cut out? Right. Like, like smoking, do you, where, where do you put that? Right. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I've heard from s- certain sources that like, even like the fragrances, for example, like a lot of people don't understand that using fragrance, you know, perfumes and stuff is actually more toxic. Actually, MM said this, Anthony William actually said this, it's more toxic than smoking. Yeah. Because yeah. they put such chemicals in there that it's even more toxic than smoking. So one day yeah. somebody came in and I, we're always keeping a light and making jokes around here. And so one day somebody came in and they were like wearing a lot of perfume. And I was like, listen, you might as well go start smoking and not wear that. <laughs> you know? yeah. And they were like, what? And they couldn't understand what I was. They couldn't believe what I said, but I was like, yeah, it's that toxic. So, and they don't yeah. even regulate. There's no regulations on I know. perfume companies. So yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. The, the, um, and you know, uh, when you think about it, our food industry, there are so many things that are added into our foods that a lot of countries don't even allow. Um, and so, you know, I try, I educate my clients about reading food labels and things like that, because I don't tell them to count calories. I tell them to count chemicals because if you, if you read the back of these labels and, you know, and you can't pronounce a damn thing in there, you better put it down. Right. Um, and then the, the mortal sin of that holds a whole bunch of things is that, um, what does it say? Natural, natural flavors. Natural flavors. Yes. yes. And that yes. is a huge amount of chemicals in there that they just have this way to, to put it in. So that's, you know, we could talk about this forever because I, I yes. you know, it's, it's a crazy <laughs> thing, but why don't you go ahead? And if you don't mind, Go ahead and bring Tom on Hi. so he can say hello. I want to see this handsome man. <laughs> okay. Get ready. Get All right. Ready. I'm ready. Get ready. I always say. Ta-da. Ta-da. <laughs> hello. 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 It's nice to meet you. You too. You too. Yeah. Um, I was in the background, so I'm, could you just repeat your name and what you do? I didn't get all of it. I was doing some work. Back okay. Here. I'm a Vicky Poole. Okay. And I am a health coach, a life coach, and a hypnotherapist. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. That's great. And a podcaster. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> so, yes, I'm encouraging Esther's that too. So, I'm more, and she's doing more of those. So, I, I love that. Yes. Vicki was so kind to send me some information about podcasting. So, I'm going to, I'm just about at that point where I can now have a minute to look into it and see and all that. And so I'm very excited about that. Yeah. 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 Very passionate. And as you are, I can see you are about, you know, expressing, you know, what needs to be looked at in the world and right. And sharing light, you know, about the good things that we can share with others. Yes. And, and I was telling Esther that, um, I have battled with, um, um, God, why did it just go right out of my head? Vertigo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) myself you know for quite a few out of your head so it's not there yeah yeah, that's it um so I'd have to do I can always tell when it's about to hit me you know and so when I can feel that I just go ahead and do some of those exercises to kind of put the particles back in place because I can feel it um I did some um physical therapy after uh, a vertigo episode one time and so that's what I basically do for it and so far that's been that's been great for what I do, but you do, you specialize in that, right? Yeah, for over 30 years now, I was, I was the first therapist in Florida to start doing this physical therapy. You know, the, the term occupational therapy and physical therapists can be kind of 
misunderstood, but both all of it's rehabilitation therapy. Right. And I specialize in this vestibular rehabilitation now for over 30 years. Wow. Uh, it's been a, it's been um, an honor to be able to be of service to so many people suffering, as you know, from vertigo and dizziness. That's mm-hmm. quite disabling. It um, can so be. Like, that's for sure. Yeah. And, and I, I imagine many people in your audience might have experienced some of that. You know, it's really one of the third or fourth leading causes that a, a person will go to a doctor for is mm. having vertigo or disequilibrium or inner ear problems. Yeah. So as you know, we do very specialized treatments for the particles to get rid of vertigo. But in addition, many patients have other types of inner ear disorders, not just the particle problems mm-hmm. where they're not steady on their balance, their vision is not right, they're feeling woozy, mm-hmm. and all these things can affect their life and their ability to, to, to function. So our practice is dedicated to helping them get, get back to life. You know, get so back is doing their tinnitus, work. is that part of that as well? Well, see, as an acupuncturist, uh, vestibular rehab is what you went to, I believe, for your physical therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, or someone in the, a physical therapist or an occupational therapist would, should specialize in vestibular rehabilitation. They should have specialized training. So they would help you with your vertigo, your dizziness. Now, tinnitus is a whole nother um, component because there are two parts to the inner ear, right? Our vestibular system, which is our sense of balance, which isn't very well understood. Uh, This came up the other night. You know, people talk about five senses, you know, taste, smell, touch, um, uh, hearing, hearing, (laughs) wait a minute, wait, smell, taste, touch, vision, and hearing, Mm -hmm. right? But then we're forgetting that inside the inner ear is not just a hearing organ, but that vestibular organ, which is your sense of balance. Mm-hmm. So there's, a, there's physically a sixth sense, which is not been, it's kind of got overlooked in medicine. It's a little weird kind of quirky thing that happened. They lumped that balance sense in with the hearing. Mm-hmm. But as you know, from your experience, that's a different organ. And that's what vestibular rehabilitation, what we do here, that's what we specialize in. Now, when it comes to tinnitus, going back to that question, I use tools of acupuncture. And then the tools of, of your, as you were just nutrition, as you discussed, medical mediums work. So herbal medicines, you know, diet, uh, nutrition, uh, lifestyle changes, and then acupuncture to integrate uh, all those tools to help someone <clears throat> with the condition of tinnitus. Because that is a that is a challenging condition to deal with for some, for mm-hmm. many, help them get better quickly for many, for others, they, it may take long periods of time to help them overcome or manage that condition. Hmm. And depending okay. on if there was damage, if well, there yeah, was, was hearing damage. Well, noise damage, noise damage, trauma, yeah. you know, trauma, people yeah. were around heavy equipment, loud noises, the music industry, uh, construction, things of that nature, you know, that we, 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 we evaluate those distinctions. We can try to help all of that. But it it depends on whether it's pathogen based or is it uh, you know trauma, and that goes okay. for the vestibular conditions too. Okay, I was just curious about that. All of a sudden, I thought, well, you know, I, I know people that have that, mm-hmm. um, and so it would just since it's ear, I thought maybe it was related. Yes. Now, if it helps your audience, I hate to throw a plug in here, but but if they want to know more about this, they can go to. We created a site called Woozy. Uh, online vertigo recovery training, and it's woozy spelled W-U-Z-I. We have a okay. place there, woozy, W-U-Z-I, vertigo.com. And that you will give you a resource. We put a resource together about all about the inner ear, about all these things we're talking about briefly here. You can find a lot of information there as well as the, the information on our actual site. Yeah, if if you look at my name there, I put it balancecenters.com. And, that will also take and the there. woozy will also be found there as well. 
Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I will be um, putting all the links and everything in the description when I right. when I post this out. Right. We we do just to, so I mean it's such an interesting area that when we find people who are interested. That we have an anatomy breakdown there. We describe what's going on. We have some great blogs that help people understand what they're feeling, you know, when they go through this. So we're really, you know, we're really dedicated to trying to help people who are suffering of this get through it and not yeah. have to live with it. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. I'm just off the top of my head. I met a girl a couple of years ago that has actually um, on disability and it's all because of vertigo. Yes. Yes. We've seen yeah. many patients and I actually help many in over the years patients you know get that disability uh when they couldn't recover because it is a devastating condition to have to live with how do you function so yeah. it, you know we work hard we don't have too many of those cases anymore thank god because our the technology and the tools we use can typically help most people uh so so yeah but it is that's how devastating it can be yeah i actually had vertigo um i was actually the during the time that we were about to launch the woozy uh site I actually got vertigo. <laughs> Talk about timing. Yeah. And uh, I got vertigo. And, and that was for the first time. You and never that, had, correct. You never I never had it before. And it was like perfect timing. It was very ironic. Uh, but again, we don't believe in accidents. Right. <laughs> so, but what we learned, at least I learned, is that uh, what we do here, what we teach here works. Because that I went straight to work. I knew exactly what to do, how to do it. And I went to work and I recovered. Yes. And knock on wood and have never had it since. So we we I know firsthand uh, that it works. Yeah. If you work it, it will work. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Well, great. Well, thank you for stopping by. You're welcome. I won't take any more of your time. Thanks for inviting You're being me. dismissed. Uh, yeah. I, I felt the energy there. Well, pleasure meeting you. Uh, pleasure meeting uh, you as well. Good luck with the rest, the rest of your uh, podcast. Thanks. Right. Bye, everybody. See you. Bye. <laughs> that is too funny. We, we like to keep it light and have fun. So that's, you know. That, yeah. Without humor, you got nothing. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So now that I've got you back all to myself, I want to switch gears just a little bit. Okay. And I just want, because I love um, to find out people's stories, how they got involved with something, you know, what actually happened to make you go on this path? You know, I know what, what it was for me. Um, so I'm always curious and fascinated with what it is for other people. So Take me back to when you first thought that this is something that I want to do, because what did you say? You are an emotional healer and an emotional intelligence specialist. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure, well, I'm not sure I would assume, and you know what they say about assuming. So maybe I need to say something else about that. So, okay. <laughs> I'll just ask you. So was there something before that? <laughs> yeah. That piqued your interest to jump into that. Yes. So. Let's see. So have you ever watched Golden Girls? Oh, I love Golden Girls. <laughs> so Golden Girls is like my end all and be all favorite show. And I always say that if you want to live a healthy life and a, and a happy life, watch Golden Girls. Yes. So that is one of my EQ tools for everyone is if you can find the replays for those shows, that is a, a, a subscription yes. for a dose of uh, Golden Girls as much yes. as possible. Um, <laughs> but I will tell you, you know, the only thing that bothers me about the Golden Girls is to realize that those women they're protect, portraying were only in their 50s. I know. right? And it's right. like, OK. 
Well, they did a great job. They did. did they job. did. Um, so as Sophia would say, picture this. Yes. <laughs> so picture this, uh, probably in about, let's see, uh, I don't remember the exact date, but let's just say uh, somewhere in 1990s, I think maybe 1997, something like that. I was, uh, I was first diagnosed with, uh, with an autoimmune disease. And how I was diagnosed was very by accident, right? Again, a by accident. And, um, and the interesting thing was that I was working at a medical facility. It was one of my very first jobs. And uh, they, were, they were doing testing, random testing on the employees. And so it was a you know, merger. They had purchased the company. So they, had, they wanted oh, to test okay. the, the, uh, the employees. So I got tested. And at the time, they said that my CBC score has to do with your platelets was very low. It was like 50,000 and a normal platelet count should be between 150, which is low to 500,000. Well, mine was 50,000. So you can imagine they were like, what is wrong with your employee? Hello, you've got to alert her to this and we need to get on top of this. So that started me on this road to, okay, doctors and what is this? And I had never had any issues, what it, what's going on? And I went to some of the biggest names there was for this condition, which was labeled ITP, which is thrombocytopenia. Shocking that I can even pronounce it now. Yeah. So, back Cause then I, was I like, don't know oh, what the hell that is either. I could not say it. I was like, <laughs> ITP, it took me years to even be able to <laughs> pronounce it. So, um, so anyhow, uh, as, as time went on, I realized that uh, I was getting nowhere. And a lot of these doctors were prescribing either, of course, medicine, and also were recommending that I get my spleen taken out. And I was oh. like, well, don't you think God put it in there for a reason? <laughs> you know, and I was not, I was not a spiritual person then. So I, but I still was kind of like questioning the fact that, you know, don't you think God knows what he's doing? No, 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 you don't really need it. Don't worry about it. It's just an organ. It's, it doesn't really do anything. It doesn't do a it, thing. It's just it hanging out. Function. It, you don't need it. Okay. Uh, all right. That sounded very weird to me. And so I was like, all right, well, I'll, I'll consider what you're saying, but I'm not ready yet. So something intuitively said to me, start looking into this, start looking for alternatives. And as I did slowly, slowly, and slowly, and this is now, mind you, this was like almost 30 years ago that the holistic and alternative world were just on the breaking point, right? It was just starting. Nobody even knew the word holistic. Nobody knew about the word alternative medicine. There was no such thing. So this concept of finding something other than medicine was like, are you and, and back then it's not like you could just Google it and do all this stuff. There's not as much information exactly. around to do anything, right? Exactly. There was very little about the condition. And when I, when I did find something, it was very limited. And I don't remember if I did see anything about alternative. I just saw, this is what usually is done. Prednisone, 
you know, t- blood tests, people going into dialysis, all kinds of things. So what you mean is that this condition would be shutting your kidneys down or something? This would be having to do with the spleen. Okay. And it basically is an autoimmune disease that they say the body is fighting itself. Okay. The body doesn't know what to do with this organism or whatever's in your body. And the body is, is, is uh, attacking itself. And so because it's effect, uh, attacking itself, there's no way to fix it. You have to go on these medications and that's your life. Hmm. Or you can take your spleen out and then that may help you now somehow filter this process and it could help. Okay, those were my two options. Medication forever or take my spleen out. Okay, so I decided none of those. <laughs> and I decided, well, that's not true. I did start to take medication. I started taking medication and I started to blow up like a balloon. Oh, prednisone. And didn't you say prednisone? prednisone? Oh, I had a, hairy, it's horrible. I had a hairy face. So I had whiskers. I had hair, like tons of like already the hair I have, but it became more pronounced. I was getting married. Um, we had a second at the time I was married with my first husband and we were getting married for the second time, just like as a bigger ceremony for the family and this and that. I had hair all like up here. Thank God my dress was like one of those that, you know, halter. So it like covered. Um, I had, you know, I, I created a, a, I was given like a, a spare tire. Not I was given, but you know, by nature, yes. I was given a spare yeah. tire. Um, and so basically I had gained weight, you know, became looking like a man and it was just, you know, really atrocious. And during that time, so like I said, I started to look for alternatives. And then I found some companies that were selling supplements and herbs and things like that. And I said, you know what, I'm going to try this. And that's what I did. And slowly but surely, I fired my doctors because one of my doctors said to me, because I started to see results from doing that. And one of the doctors said to me, you telling me that you're taking that stuff and getting better is like me telling you that you're eating, you can eat this notepad and get better. (laughs) I said, okay, we're done here. Okay. We're done here. Thanks for playing, but we're done. We're done. This conversation's over. I said, we have a conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get better and you want to keep me sick. So we're done here. Thank you for your time. I'm out, (laughs) you know, and that was the end of that. And so I continued on this path and the more I did it, the better I got. I weaned myself off the drugs. I was really paying attention to my nutrition and, um, well, and then before I, you keep going, I wanted to just yeah. share really quick. I had a client who, um, she was questioning some medicine that her doctor was wanting her to take and she had looked it up and everything. And so she told him that she had looked up this medicine and that what, this is the things that she saw. And so she was questioning it. And he got very indignant with her and said that either you do what I say or you're not my patient. And she said, okay, I'm not your patient. But it was like, um, and it's, I think a lot of doctors get this God complex. And if you question anything they say, then, you know, they get very, very offended. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's, so like she said that 
in the beginning, she, at first she just said, okay, she would just do what he said. But then she said, after she got home and she thought about it, she thought, I can't do this, but he scared her and he and intimidated her in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, so she did break up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's, it's kind of strange to me that people would be so open-minded when they're supposed to be a professional, you know, and I'm sure they're not all that way, right. but you know, right. Um, because we can't lump everybody to be the same, but the majority of the people I've heard about, that's the, that's the case. So, sorry, I just had to interject. Go ahead. No, no, please, please, please. This is, you know, this is a conversation. Feel free at any time. Um, plus it's your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But you're the guest. Haven't you ever been, when you have a guest in your home, it's all them. (laughs) Yes. You're so, see that Southern charm. I love you. Um, I'm Russian. So, you know, it's different for me. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, no, but, uh, I, I agree with you. I think, I think that here's the thing. I think there are, there is a place for Western medicine and there is a place for medicine when the time is appropriate, but I do believe that it's short term. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that medicine was ever supposed to be long-term. And I think it became a business and that's where we went wrong. And that's what we're paying for now. Because if you really look at the statistics, and there are plenty of people now coming out with truth about that um, we have the sickest society in the world, we have the highest chronic illness numbers in the world. And that is not that we are we are one of the most technologically savvy, the most wealthiest, the most amazing countries in the world. And we have the highest rate of chronic illness. Something's wrong. Yeah, I agree. um, So, you know, there's, there's uh, among with all the other crap that's going on in the world. Right. Right. So, so, you know, let's be real here, right. Let's really be real here about what's really going on in the world. Let's not put our heads in the sand and be really honest about what are the drivers and what are the causes of a lot of these issues that we are dealing with today. And, um, you know, I think there's some really great leaders starting to come out of the network. Uh, uh, um, woodwork. Woodwork, woodwork. Thank, thank you. <laughs> Tom, Tom uh, has a collection of esterisms, okay, <laughs> uh, that he's collecting on a daily basis because of my international uh, you know, I'm international. So my language is not always. Well, I'll tell you, if I ended up having to go to Russia and speak to people, I wouldn't be doing as eloquently as you are. So you're you're fine. You're fine. Thank you. I mean, before you get too far off track, I want to revert back to your story about, okay. (laughs) So thank you. Okay. So, um, where was I? Uh, okay. So I went down the path. I started a holistic route. And um, I started to see more and more amazing results. And so after that marriage ended, um, I, I became, okay, so that condition made me very, very conscious of, my, of myself. And so here I was dealing with it on a physical, but then that also now, revealed to me the spiritual. And so I started to study, you know, given my divorce was going, um, was not, I mean, my marriage was not very successful. We were having a hard time. 
we started going to a therapist and that therapist led us to study Kabbalah uh, with the Kabbalah Center. And um, we started doing that. And it was like, whoa, like it really changed my life. And, um, and so I went down that path and that's where the whole emotions and, and spirituality and all that start, started. Fast forward again, uh, got, got divorced from that first marriage, got remarried. And um, after that marriage ended, the second divorce, I had a second divorce. Uh, and we're friends. All of us are still friends. It's amazing. My first husband, my second husband, we're all still really great friends, which is amazing. Um, but after that second divorce, that's what really got me to say, okay, I'm studying this amazing wisdom, but something's wrong. Something's mm-hmm. wrong. Something's missing. Something's no, it was more like something's wrong. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, because here I'm headed into my second divorce, right? Like if something's, if this is working, why am I headed into my second divorce? It didn't mm-hmm. make any sense to me. And my career wasn't like my career was off and things were just off. And so, or, okay, it could be said as something's missing, something's wrong. Um, you probably were saying the same thing I was. So anyhow, um, he, uh, no, sorry. So we, um, after we got divorced, I had to reinvent myself again, right? Because now you're starting over again. And so I really started to, I stepped back for a minute. I stepped back from the Kabbalah Center. I, stood, I stepped back from any organizations. And I really just stopped and just really spent a year in meditation, yoga. That was when I first started studying yoga. I did Kundalini yoga a lot, um, hot yoga, meditated a lot went into nature uh, and really spent a lot of time just reevaluating my life. And um, during that time, I, I needed to work, obviously. So I got a job. I was about to say, yes. how did you do all that? And work? No, 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 Go. no. I was not independently wealthy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, man, no, no. I never had the chance to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, there was a lot, you know, there was a lot of steps. I'm not giving you the whole thing because it would take forever. But uh, um, so, uh, so I was, I was, you know, it's amazing though, because the truth is that that's really, I will tell you one thing that during that time, when I left the Kabbalah center and I was living with, with my sister at the time, uh, she had an extra room and I was living with her. There was a moment in time where I didn't believe in God. I had believed in God like for years, right? Because I went to the Kabbalah center. I became, you know, really connected. But during that very small window, it was a window of two weeks. And I know that two weeks sounds like that's ridiculous. Two weeks to someone who has believed in God for the last 12 years of their life is a huge thing. It's like a huge time frame. It's like I, I, I felt alone. I felt like we were just random drops here. I felt like, what are we doing here? This is insane. There's no God. There's this thing that doesn't exist. And, but let me tell you with a very short time, literally within like less than a week, things started happening that I was like, all right, there's something guiding me. 
I had lost my job. Like I said, I had, I had no job after that second divorce. I had no home. My car broke down. I lost my husband. You know, I gave up my husband. We got divorced. We're separated now. And everything within that week slowly, slowly started like showing up. I found I had a job interview. I got a car. I had a place to live. Like things just started like step, like literally, like I can't even explain it. And all I had to do was just basically one, take one foot in front of the other and just keep getting quiet and listening for the next guidance, for the next guidance, for the next guidance. And, and, and through that process of a matter of like 45 days, because I had gotten a car with no job. Okay. I had an old car. I traded it in. I got a new car now in, in America. Okay. That's, that's easy to do, right? Because they want to sell cars. So they'll just give you a car, but I don't see it that way. I really saw that they could have easily denied me mm-hmm. for whatever. Lady, well, I will say if you find try to finance a car and you don't have a job, it's not quite so easy. Exactly. Okay. So for some reason <laughs> it was very like, you know, chalk, chalk, it was like one, two, three things it was just meant to be done. And I got a job and I had 45 days to start the first car payment and I had a house to live and it was a beautiful space that I was living. It was a little room that was purple and it was beautiful. And I felt so serene in there. And every day I would wake up and I would drive to my, to my, to my new job. And, um, and even how I got the job was insanely divine in a divine appointment i mean it was so unbelievable just the whole thing how it all unfolded and so as i worked at that job um i started to and i went into the job not wanting to connect to my spirituality i just wanted to be a regular person i didn't want any kind of you know no woo woo stuff yeah i just wanted to and i, and I was never like woo woo really cuz i've always been very grounded but I didn't want any like special attention or I just wanted to come in, do my work. Like just wanted to like, you know, keep my nose to the grindstone and just work. Right. But even from the first, it's just to say how divine purpose and how your destiny always reveals itself. Mm-hmm. I came the first day to the training and I came with, with a, with a little book that, cause I was, you know, going through my divorce. So I was grieving And so every day I would drive to work, cry, come to the office, work, cry, work, cry, right? So I was, you know, going through that process, but I had this little book with me and I would just read little, you know, notes in the book, like positive messages to myself as I was waiting for the class to start. And people in the class would be like, what are you reading? And I'm like, nothing, nothing. (laughs) I didn't want to, I didn't want to like be the spokesperson, you know? And they were like, no, no, read to us. And so I was like, so now I had to like every day I would come in and now I was being called to read these scriptures (laughs) to the class every morning. So just to say that. So these were Bible scriptures? No, they were like a little positive book. Okay. I have like little positive quotes in there. Okay. So inspirational, inspirational quotes. Okay. Just to say that that is, you know, that is 
always been the destiny that has always been my calling was to always be, you know, like a, a teacher of sorts, you know, mm -hmm. a guide of sorts. And so um, that continued until eventually I got promoted many times within the company and I would, you know, I became a trainer and a manager and a blah, 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 whatever. And so um, through that process, through that job is when the level of crazy got created because as I continued on my spiritual journey, I started to recognize that I had, this is where the awakening of the level of crazy showed up within me. Mm -hmm. And I started to see that, wow, like I'm having some difficulties with my coworkers. I'm having some difficulties with my parents. I'm having difficulties with, you know, with fam, not with, you know, because family's a complicated thing. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, but let's just say with different relationships and things like that. And I started to just really become aware of my own level of crazy. And as I did that, I said, okay, I, I, I need to continue to grow in this area. And that is when I started, um, even before, like right before that job, I started to like already go to different workshops and already start to um, acquire uh, tools on how to become a coach, a life coach, but I wasn't ready to coach because I was like, I'm still a hot mess. Who am I mm -hmm. going to coach? You know? So it was really about me getting healed first. And through that process, it was at a Tony Robbins seminar that I heard the term emotional intelligence. And he turned that page and, and he started going through this particular training and I almost fell off my chair. I was like, oh my God, that's it that is my work. This is what I've been searching for my whole life. This was made for me. And ever since then, emotional intelligence has become my little baby. It's, it's like my philosophy that I have rooted myself into. And the concept of, um, you know, recognize your level of crazy and manage it came out of that because I realized I had a level of crazy. And then as I started to study and grow and, and observe humans more and more and more I saw that um we all had this level of crazy mm -hmm. <laughs> and so um and so the the idea for the book and and all these different things the EIEQ Institute which is a platform dedicated to the awareness practice or the uh, awareness education and practice of emotional intelligence came to be and so um and so as all that happened, you know, before the, before the emotional intelligence certification happened, you know, that's when I, you know, as I, you know, started working and at this company, I got the, um, the life coaching certification, the wellness coaching certificate certifications, all those things, uh, started getting, um, acquired. And as I continued on my journey, you know, here we are, and then last year, I got the Minister of Spiritual Healing certification, which was uh, with the Reiki uh, Loving Touch Center, which is um, mainly based in Reiki uh, modality. So, um, and so that's, you know, that's pretty much like what brought me full circle to, to this point. And, um, and then I found the clinic you know, when I was looking for work and I found the clinic and I knew, and that's a whole other story too, because that was divinely appointed to start working with, you know, I kept having this vision because now that I was twice divorced, right? Mm -hmm. So I kept seeing this vision 
of a partner that we would work together. We would be you know, partners in life and in business and it would be in the health and wellness fields. And I just kept seeing it and kept seeing it. And it was just for years and no joke, the man that I was visualizing is the man in my life today. That's so nice. it's, uh, and, and like, it's, it's really profound. So I, I really, you know, I always tell people like, if you really want to manifest what you want, you really just got to stop the noise and just listen and get clear. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I will say that gives me a little bit of hope and that my problem, you know, with, uh, a re- I would love to have a relationship where we're, you know, together, we do things, you know, together and whether it's hypnosis or, uh, you know, whether it's life coaching, health coaching or something about that, you know, but then I have, I've been divorced for a very long time. And so I tend to, I'll think, oh, that would be so wonderful. And then the next minute is like, oh no, I like being by myself. So (laughs) maybe you can have, find a happy medium. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Cause I will say, and I know this is way off subject, but I will say the last gentleman I dated was a nice man, but I felt like I was smothering because he wanted all of my time. And it was like, you don't understand. I have to have time for me. Not only do I have a business that I want to work, but just for my own soul, I have to have a certain amount of alone time. Now I will say when I was a lot younger, like in my twenties, oh no, I just either, I wanted to go all the time. And I, if I was dating somebody, I wanted to be with them all the time, you know, that's the way it was. But now that I'm a little bit older, I mean, I relish my alone time, which could be just because I've been single for a long time. Maybe it's something I grew out of that. But, you know, so like I said, I fluctuate between, oh, wouldn't it be nice to like, mm, no. Um, so uh, we'll see whatever happens in the in the in the future. But uh, right now I'm not even dating. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I understand what you mean. And I think that it's definitely it's definitely a work in progress. And when Tom and I met, it was definitely a divine appointment. Um, And we needed to really make adjustments in our own being Mm -hmm. in being together because he, I am so strong-willed and he is so strong-willed and I believe in astrology. I don't, I, I use it in a very balanced way, but I do believe astrology is an excellent tool in really getting to know yourself. And I always laugh because our sun signs are perfect, which is Capricorn and Pisces, okay. but our moon signs are complete. Like they will beat each other up when they, anytime they get a chance. And we've had to learn how to work those challengers so that it can work for us mm-hmm. and help us thrive and create amazingness. Because what we found was that we can have such opposed opinions that it'll never work. But what we've learned is that the minute he likes something and I like something, like for example, let's just say decorating the house because we just recently moved into a condo. And so we've had to decorate. And it, it was very challenging at the beginning because he liked what he liked. I like what I got. And I was like, well, this isn't going to work. This is, 
ah, you know, and I was like, what's happening here? And we had to come up with strategies. So the minute we saw, we were like, okay, when we both like something, buy it, it. buy it. And so that's how we did it. Or if I really like something and he was like on the fence, he would give in to me because I really wanted it because he wasn't sure, but he trusted my intuition about it. And when we would bring it home and he saw it, you were right and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, we've really- Well, that comes down to communication, you know? Um, And I will say um, in my marriage, um, communication was one of the things that we were both very lacking in. Um, in a relationship. So I, I know that's really, really important now, but, and I can say with the work that I've done just in the past five years, um, you know, I think I'm a lot better at communicating, but I'm also quicker to say, I don't think this is going to work. And I move on where before I would have like with the gentleman that I dated, I would have kept trying and kept trying and kept trying because I would have faulted myself Right. You know, for things not being what I thought I wanted. Yeah. Um, and so I've, I've learned over the years um, communication and how important it is and better ways to speak to one another, you yeah. know. And yeah. so it sounds like that's exactly what you're saying is that you both have learned the art of how to communicate with each other in a positive way without tearing each other down. Yes. You know what? There is an amazing institute. I don't know if you know them. It's called the Gottman Institute. Mm -mm. So um, they might be worth for you to check out. They are amazing. They are the experts in relationships and in marriage. The reason is they actually did many, many years ago, about 25 years ago, they did a research study on on, on relationships. And what they found is that 69% of all relationships and problems are called perpetual problems. They will never be solved. And what that means is it is the human condition. And you have to learn to basically, like I call it, recognize your own level of crazy is the bottom line here. And they talk about certain patterns in disasters versus the masters. The disasters have what's called the four horsemen. And those four horsemen are contempt, criticism, defensiveness, and stonewalling. And when those are present, the relationship is doomed to fail. Mm -hmm. The masters, even if they were present, they can fix it. And so they know how to fix it. And so Tom and I had our moments where we needed therapy, we needed counseling so we can get through certain certain things. And what I learned from those, from that institute was that pretty much it confirmed, first of all, confirmed my work because their work is based on emotional intelligence, which was amazing, which is why I I seek them out. Mm -hmm. And two, it made me realize that it's just the human condition. There's nothing else to do. There is no magic pill here. There is nothing else other than knowing yourself, being self-aware, self-regulated, and then working it out. That's it. There's, There's nothing left. So it was an amazing, amazing experience. 
And it's what helped us because we were at the final straw. We, you know, we almost like just gave up on our, on us, on us. And it would have been terrible. And, uh, and we said, no, we're going to try one more thing. And we tried them and it really helped us a lot. Amazing. Well, you know, one of the things that um, I've learned over the years is that the reason so many people fail at relationships is because we go in with our rose colored glasses and the things that we think are just so cute in the beginning are the things <laughs> that drive us up the friggin' wall later. Right. And it is learning how to realize that that phase, that first phase that you're in is, is not really love yet either. It's, you don't get that till you get into this deeper stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and it's knowing that the, the things that do you think are so cute that knowing in the beginning that those are going to be the things that are going to drive you crazy. You can start working out a lot of that nuance between you and the communication before things get bad, you know, when they get heated, because when it gets to the point where suddenly everything's driving you crazy, you can't even remember why you even liked them to begin with, you know? Right. right. Yeah. So, well, I, yeah. And I definitely believe in one of the most important things that I believe that truly keeps a couple together. And this may sound, you know, antiquated to some people, and it may sound impossible to others, um, is a common vision. If we don't have a higher purpose to be mm -hmm. together. I, I don't even know if I would be in relationship today, to be honest with you, because it's a lot of work. I didn't plan to have children. I, I didn't really want children in this lifetime. It wasn't meant for me. It was not part of my destiny. Um, so I knew I wasn't going to have children. And so that was, you know, that's one common vision that wasn't there. So what else would it have been? And I knew that my common vision with this, you know, remember I told you about that vision would have to be this life's work of health and wellness, of mm -hmm. service in the world. And it was that that kept us together. Yeah, yeah. To have a common kept goal us, and a common vision is- Yes, is what beautiful. kept us knowing that we have to keep fighting because we would have broke all this up. You know what I mean? What we've created with the balance centers, what we're creating with the EQ piece, um, you know, with everything that's coming as it's the next stage will come as the book is on, you know, published and all these things. I can't imagine, you know, not being together in that process. I mean, it would, it would just be terrible for, for us, for all the people we've impacted so far, all the people we're going to, we're going to impact right. as a team. And so I really, really, truly believe that if we don't have that common vision, and a bigger purpose, it's very easy to mm -hmm. just be like, eh, I don't need that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal to have a, a dinner party partner or to go to the movies <laughs> with someone. I could do that on my own. That's right. That's right. right. <laughs> and you know, it's really not necessary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, in some of my visions, I live the golden girls life where there's just a whole bunch of us in the house and we're just having fun, you know? Right. So who knows what the future holds? I, 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 I fluctuate with it too much to actually say that's what's going to happen. Right. Um, so I want to get back to you. And so with going through all the journey that you went through with your health issues and, um, meeting Tom and, and creating this stuff together. 
So where do other than your book? Because I know you've got a book you're writing, and you know, and I, when you get the link to all that stuff, I'll add it to everything. But where do you see what is the vision from here? So the vision is, um, you know, the the balance center is definitely the place that right now is where you can come and get help. You know, where we see patients, we. We love on our patients. We see them like little babies and then we let them back into the world, strong and powerful beings that they are. Um, but the the next level, I think, is the. Um... All right, you froze again. I don't know. Uh, well, let's see, maybe she'll be back in a moment. I'm right here. I'm okay. Right here. There I am. There you are. Um, so the EIEQ Institute, uh, right now it is a platform, uh, again, dedicated to the awareness, education, and practice of emotional intelligence. And it is a resource. The website is a resource. So if somebody wants to learn more about themselves, if they want to learn more about their level of crazy uh, and how to create a great life, right? They would go to that website and there's tons of videos there. There is a, a very important tool there. It's called the ass protocol. So it's wake your ass up. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's an acronym for awareness, strategy, and serenity. And it's a step-by-step -step process on basically how to uh, you know, a situation happens, or if you need to make a decision on life or something's going on, it's just a step-by-step -step process on how to get yourself back into balance and, and keep going, moving forward, you know, effectively. Um, after the book is launched, because the book is now is in editing, so it has been written, it is now in editing, and we are in the process of hopefully almost finished with the editing process. Uh, and after um, that process, it will uh, get launched, hopefully at the beginning, uh, at the end of this year, beginning next year. And I think at that point, I really do believe that more opportunities will start to come from maybe speaking, more engagements with podcasting. Um, I want to actually, like we talked about this, I'm going to be looking into more podcasting as well. Because I would like to, and I would, I'm actually going to interview you at some point. That's so, right. You know, we're going to do that. And so really have more and more resources available on the site so that people can really use the site as a resource. And then, um, and then hopefully I will start to uh, have more time to, you know, go and do talks and maybe we'll have some events here, who knows. Um, but you know, I think the sky's the limit. I think the sky's the limit with the EIEQ Institute right now. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful resource and I want to continue that. Um, and then the sky's the limit after that. It's just takes time. Everything takes time. Everything takes money and, and energy and, um, you know, and, uh, you have to, you have to do what you have to do one thing at a time. You can't just, you know, I, I think people don't always understand that we live in a physical reality and we don't we can't just click our fingers you know snap our fingers and poof you know everything appears everything takes time and you know we just have to be very 
practical and systematic with what we're doing. Yeah. So, um, but that's, but that's pretty much it. I think the vision is just to continue to serve and help people with their balance issues, acupuncture for, for all the other stuff. Uh, and then just help people man, you know, recognize and manage a level of crazy so that yeah. this world can be a better place. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when you come from a place of service, yes. it's always um, an amazing thing because, you know, a lot of people are coming at things in a totally different way. So I definitely agree with you. It's like, if you can be of service to people, not only does it make your heart feel good, but it makes the other people around you um, feel good in, in turn. So yes. that's great. So is there any uh, like last parts of wisdom before we close out that you want to share or have you said everything that you feel like you want to say? What do you think? I think that, um, I think this has been amazing. First of all, I want to thank you so much My for your pleasure. time and everything you're doing. Um, the other thing I want to say is that I, we as human beings, I think we're just, we're, we're in a place in our world today that we can really shift and create amazing things. And we are, I don't want to say manipulated, but I'm going to say it. We are being, you just preach girl. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I'm not one to be, uh, I've learned to be politically correct, but not you're not going to sugarcoat it. So go ahead. <laughs> exactly. I'm a straight shooter. Um, <laughs> you know, we are being manipulated. We are being manipulated in a lot of different ways. And I just want us to understand that even though sometimes we don't have control over all the crazy that's happening in the world, right? Because a lot of it, a lot of the crazy is being created by these outside sources that we cannot, cre we cannot control, but we can control our crazy. And that is what we have to take control of. We have to control it, right? We have to say, no, no. I am going to be my own investigator. I am going to be my own advocate. I am going to think about what is right. What is common sense? What is, you know, what is really happening here? I'm going to think objectively. I'm going to really, you know, use my intuition. I'm going to stop. I'm going to listen. And I'm really going to like, I'm going to use humor. I'm going to serve. I'm going to be a, a person of service. and. And when you do that, everything just changes. Oh, and the most important thing, and I'm giving you a little bit of my book here and these little tidbits that I'm saying, one of the things that I speak about in my book, and it's the number one tool that I speak about, and it's sprinkled throughout the book, because in my belief, we cannot do nothing without this. It is called functional spirituality. We can't, it is the, it is the ability to work with this invisible force. It's you and this invisible force working together to create your perfect life. And so you cannot, we cannot, in my belief, based on everything I've done up to my 49 years of life, we cannot accomplish anything without a belief in this, whatever it is, whatever it is, you know, whatever you wanna call it, whatever it is, but there is something. 
there is something and um and that is the bottom line that is the bottom line if we want to really get on a path to a great life we have to make peace with that thing whatever that is fake it till you make it i don't care <laughs> but that thing will get you where you want to go in my belief and um and i think that's and then just being gratitude and then just being gratitude for everything even the, especially the crappy stuff yeah yeah and i'll tell you a, a really quick story the other day we went to a conscious concert. There was a little uh, couple here that is a beautiful couple that is very good. Um, they're songwriters and, and they're, moving, they're moving away to a different country. And they had a goodbye concert, farewell concert. And I parked my car in what I thought was a perfectly nice spot. I was you know, directed there. When we left, got home, everything was fine. The next day, Later in the day, I noticed I had a, a huge scratch on my car. And I was like, what? And I didn't know where, when it happened because I didn't catch it the night before. So I said, you know what? Okay, thank you. Thank you. Because obviously I got this for some reason, right? I could have gotten mad. I could have like lost my cool i could have just like called the people that they hosted the party and be like oh you you dirtbag spiritual people you call yourself conscious but you scratch my car and you don't even tell me uh, no no was left but i don't know who did it i don't know when it was done and to be honest with you maybe it was some karma that i deserved so when you do that and when you live from that space it's just so much easier. Mm -hmm. You know, I agree. Well, for me, it's like, I say, whatever happens, there was a purpose. So like, if I'm driving down the road and somebody cuts me off and then, you know, instead of getting angry about it, I think, okay, well, for some reason I needed to be more aware. So if that hadn't happened to make me more aware, maybe there was a bad accident waiting up the road for me that because I was aware, I didn't get involved. Um, and the same with, you know, if, um, you know, if the light catches, if all the lights catch me, you know, there's something that is delaying me for. So I look at whatever it is that's happening, that there is a purpose for it. And a lot of times it's like, um, you know, we can't see what that purpose is. We just have to have faith that, there is a greater purpose for the reason that things are happening, you know, and sometimes it may be with your car. Maybe it's to teach you to appreciate it a little bit more. You know, there's all different kinds of, of things that are happening in the world all the time that send us on this one path. And then it's, whoop, you know, going over here and then going over here. And it's the life path that we're on is never a straight path. And so it's where we take our little bumps and bruises and our little detours as all gifts of some kind. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's not like I don't get angry. It's not that I don't get pissed <laughs> off sometimes. Of course I do, you know, but I, I'm learning, you know, and, and I talk about this in the book that there's two kinds of crazy, right? There's the reactive crazy. And then there's the proactive crazy. Mm -hmm. There's the good and the bad crazy, right? And so what I've learned is that it's about staying in the good crazy as much as possible. Right. But how do you do that? 
How yeah. do you do that? And that's what the book is about, is how do you go from being reactive crazy, bad crazy, to this good crazy, right? right? And um, and how do you spend most of your life there? Right. And so that takes time, it takes practice. And, um, and so the book is going to be all about that. And it's going to be a very cool, short and sweet pocket guide. So you can carry it with you. So whenever your crazy kicks up, Boom, there it is. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I, I wish I could add a sound effect because I have I have the perfect sound effect. It goes. <laughs> so maybe I can somehow add a sound effect to the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good. Well, I can't wait to um, check out your book when it comes out. So you'll definitely have to keep me posted with all of that. For one thing, anybody that's watching or listening, um, as soon as all that information is out, I will have, I will add this to the links. So, um, I will say, uh, thank you everybody that's here listening, watching to make sure that you like, um, subscribe, um, post, you know, share whatever the hell it is you're supposed to do. <laughs> Just do that so we can get this out more because the more people that we can educate and entertain, the better. So with that, thank you so much for being here.